Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third and final hour of the Live with Rank. So sorry to uh, tell you about that, but it is the third and final hour. 269-441-9595 if you would like to uh, talk to us today, be part of the show. Man, this has become an educational show in some respect. I received an email from a, uh, a, a gentleman who said, quote, I have taught at public and private colleges for 30 years. Each year I took it, the entrance exam statistics for math and English. Consistently, only one-third of college freshmen can pass an eighth-grade math exam. And only one-half can pass with a grade English grammar and comprehension exam. Additionally, hardly any high school and college students have had any kind of financial education. You know, to that point, let me leave his email for a second. I remember uh, my own daughter. She was never taught finances at school. She didn't know how to do a checkbook. And she was a 4.0. Back to his email. He says, additionally, hardly any high school and college students have any, well, I did a college of uh, any kind of financial education. Yet they are encouraged to borrow thousands of dollars to get a degree that may or may not have an adequate return on their investment. Even worse, many students do not graduate with a degree, but owe thousands of dollars for those loans, whether they graduated or not. Yes, he is right. And thanks for uh, listening to my show and letting us know your experience. Real quickly, and then we're going to get right back in the phone line. So Tammy and John, hold on. I think this will just further this cause that I'm uh, on this morning about education. Many of you know about this don't say gay bill that passed in Florida. And the word gay is not in, in the bill at all. Not one time is the word gay in it. So everybody that you heard from politicians to media uh, pundits to those who say they're news people, Every one of them were lying to you when they say it's a don't say gay bill. The word gay is not in the entire bill, not once. I saw this interview yesterday of a Florida teacher. He's a gay man who teach, he teaches kindergartners. And he was being interviewed by MSNBC. And he's talking about how his love life he can't speak now to his kindergarten kindergarten students about his love life. You know, was it earlier this week? I think it was Monday or maybe it was late last, last week. I was trying to find the right word. Still haven't come up with it. So I use the word pedophile, but it's that's too harsh, I believe. But what is it? with these teachers and politicians or any of these people who keep wanting to force sex on preschool, kindergarten, 
first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. They're whacked. It's sex, sex, sex on their brains. They want to sexualize these kids at an early age. And they, they tell you they won't. Why are you talking about your love life to a kindergarten? Well, you'll hear them say, well, they're interested in that. Really? Do you guys remember giving a rat's patootie who your teacher was dating or sleeping with or married to? I don't even remember once being told that by a teacher. Yet this guy is worried about his kindergarten students, and he can't talk about his 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 husband. Here it is. Joining me now is Corey Bernard, a kindergarten teacher at Barbara A. Harvey Elementary in Parrish, Florida. He is openly gay and has spoken about how uh, this new law is going to impact his classroom. Corey, thank you so much for joining us this uh, this morning. We appreciate it. Just give me first your reaction. Thank you for having me. Excited to, to be here to the Florida governor signing this um, into law? Yeah, it, you know, it, it's twofold. It really hits hard um, in my heart professionally and uh, personally both. Uh, professionally, it, it truly makes me feel like um, I am not trusted as a professional. Um, I know my kindergarten standards through and through and um, nowhere in our curriculum does it have anything about um, teaching sexual orientation or sexual identity um so for them to to say that that, that that's happening um that you know it's kind of crazy um but uh, we should be able to have discussions and and that's what we're encouraged to do in kindergarten and then personally because um you know my, my kids do have questions they want to know who the, uh, my partner is in pictures yeah. outside of my classroom and i should be able to speak to that so, so do you worry that you won't even be able to talk about your own personal home life. I mean, I have a child in kindergarten right now. I know exactly that my she goes, she goes on to say, I have a kindergartner, as you heard, kindergartner in school, and I know everything about that teacher's, uh, her teacher's love life and everything. Are you kidding me? And that you have this guy sit there and say, we don't teach that at all, but we should have discussions. What is that, bozo? And why are you wanting to have a discussion about your love life to my five-year-old? That's what I would like to know, sicko. See, I need a better term. Pedophile is too hard. But we still haven't been able to come up with one where these people constantly want to talk to your children about sex and about identity and about their gender. And, and you know, God forbid they teach them numbers, God forbid they teach them math or how to read. No, you got to talk about what you did with your your whatever over the weekend. Husband, wife, uh, gay, not gay, don't care. I don't want you talking to my child about that. 269-441-9595. Let's go to uh, Tammy from Howell. Good morning, Tammy. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You called? So I was calling in yeah. about the uh, Detroit Free Press Educational Neglect uh, article. I, I have to laugh. Uh, our schools are completely uh, uh, giving our kids educational neglect across the board, and yet this article calls out the parents. Right, right. I was very uh, surprised 
Uh, like I said, and you may have heard me, I thought this was, wow, they're going to actually talk about the educational neglect that's happened by all these public schools over the last two years. And and they didn't. Uh, they found a family that may not be teaching their kids homeschooling like they're saying they are. And I, it's there to be a hit piece. It's like the MSU piece I wrote about yesterday uh, it, where this professor just, I thought, didn't uh, kind of made a fool out of himself. So you believe, uh, Tammy, that there is a a problem in our current educational system in Michigan? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm running for State Board of Education. We have to get conservative majorities at every level in our schools. The left is running our schools at every level. They're dumbing our kids down, and they're indoctrinating them. And I'm telling you, it's going to destroy our nation. So why don't, do you want to give them your last name then, I assume? Well, my name is Tamara Carlone. Most people know me as Tammy. Tammy, and, um, right. Tammy Carlone, you're running for... I'm glad you said we have to get conservatives because Republicans have just been going along and been part of the problem. They still fund these failed systems. Uh, that's so right. I, I'm glad that you said the word conservative. So you're running for this Board of Education, and I'm, I'm glad you called in. I'm glad you're a listener of mine. And I, uh, it is difficult sometimes for people to to know who to pick at that level because those aren't the exciting races. They'll know the state reps and they'll know the state senators and everything else because there's more money involved. Uh, and, and Tammy, so as someone who wants to run and be part of the Michigan uh, school board, what, what would you fight for? Well, you know, I fought common core from the start and we still have common core. It was uh, brought in in 2010 Third grade reading proficiency at that time before Common Core was 75%. I thought that was horrific. 25% of our third graders can't read at grade level. How terrible. Right. Ten years into Common Core, third grade reading proficiency was down to 44%. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. We need to get back to proven standards in our school system. Our kids are counting on us. They deserve an excellent education, and they're not getting it. Right. Well, I hope that we have more like-minded people who can get on that board and push Michael Rice in the right direction uh, to care about these kids' education when it comes to reading, writing, arithmetic, when it comes to history, when it comes to English, all of that, and less of the stuff that they want to corrupt their brains with. Well, I'd like to get rid of the indoctrination going on in our schools. It's extreme. Uh, it's been going on for a long time, but now it's on steroids. Michael Rice needs to go. Him and the, the six Democrats uh, on the board out of eight. Um, you know, they really, all all you ever talk about really is social justice right. and uh, more more money. So and, they, they uh, don't talk, money. they don't talk about teaching the kids. They just talk about social justice, you're saying? Right, exactly. They indoctrinate our children into leftist ideology. It's a it's a big part of what they want to do. Our books in the classrooms and in the libraries are full of sex and violence and, and even pornography. Um, the kids are being taught America is a bad nation. White children are bad. Their parents are bad. Their grandparents are bad. They're oppressors. Black children are being told they're hated by whites and oppressed. And, there's, they're, and victims. they're victims. They're, they're victims do. and they'll yeah. always be victims. They'll always be victims. There's nothing they can do to achieve the American dream 
It's not for them. Right. How abusive is right. that? Right. When you just see just the other day at the Oscars, a, a black man who's hosting it, uh, Chris Rock, and then another black man who is very prominent in the industry, multimillionaire, can go walk on stage and just punch a guy, get away with it. Not as, uh, not being uh, arrested or anything. Yet they're the victims. Right, right. Now, there right. is people are victims out there, uh, but sure. we, we need to... Uh, Stop labeling uh, all white kids as uh, racist and all black kids as, as victims. And black parents don't want that. They say it's ridiculous. In fact, I have a great quote. Yeah, I have a great quote from a father. Oh, man, I kept it. He says, I taught my children that they are victims of three things, their own ignorance, their own laziness, and their own decision-making. That's what one black father told a school board, and I thought it was awesome. All right, your name again, so people know who uh, they may want to look into a little bit more uh, and possibly vote for you is? My name is Tamara Carlone. You can learn more about me at carloneforeducation.com. The number four or F-O-R? Either way, I bought both. But- All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's C-A-R-L-O-N-E, Car L-O-N-E for education, and you can learn more about her. You listen live with Rank. See, she's just a regular uh, listener like the rest of you. As I said, I think earlier this week, get on these school boards. She's going for the big one, the state. But get on these school boards. Get on your local school boards. That's where you're going to be able to help them the best. You listen to Live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Live with Rank. Another example I want to give you, and then we'll get right back into the phone calls. Appreciate you guys calling and holding on. Example of uh, the media and either it's either agenda-driven, this one, or it's click-driven. So I, I read a headline. Kid Rock's bad reputation, no show on Billboard 200 chart. This is in the Detroit News. All right, so I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Kid Rock has a new album coming out. And all his other albums in the past had made the top 200 in the first week. This one isn't. Now, I know how much... They hate Kid Rock because he's a conservative who speaks his mind. So I read it. It says, Bad Reputation, which is his new album, is off to a slow start. Kid Rock's latest album missed the Billboard 200 albums chart during its first week of eligibility, according to chart data released Tuesday. It's a notable fall for an artist whose last seven studio albums all debuted inside the chart's top 10. Not just the top 200, top 10. Rock's previous set, Sweet Southern Sugar, hit the Billboard 200 at number eight in 2017. Bad Reputation, which was released independently on Rock's own Top Dog Records on March 21st, did have several factors working against it. Really? What's that? It arrived on a Monday rather than the traditional Friday release, meaning it missed out of three days of activity in its initial chart frame. And... It was released exclusively to streaming services. Physical copies won't be able available until April 6th. Oh, really? Yeah, you think those are just a few problems. A, three days over the weekend, it wasn't part of it. And B, 
He hasn't even released the physical one yet till October 6th. Excuse me, April 6th. I think it's either clickbait, I'll give them that, or it's there trying to attack Kid Rock for what he stands for and who he is, trying to make him look bad in their hopes that most of their readers don't actually read the articles. They just read the headline and maybe a paragraph or two because later on down they do admit there's just a few factors that's a problem. I, I, I just thought that was interesting. By the way, several of you have sent me, so I'm cool. I get it. Susan Collins, I knew it had to be her. Susan Collins is going to vote for apparently uh, Judge Jackson to be the next Supreme Court justice. She, Susan, is supposed to be a Republican. And, and again, my problem with her is her her soft spot in her heart for people who consume child pornography. That's a big problem. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to who's next. Jesse. Thanks for holding on, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Back to your conversation. I, I agree with you. I think that whole thing was a setup on stage here with those fellas. Do you? You yeah. think? I just say that because has anybody actually seen a close-up of what about, his hand? What about hold on. His hand actually hitting the face of Chris Rock. I cannot find one. The hand actually on with all the pictures that are there, all the photographers that are there, you don't think they were clicking at a thousand frames a second or a hundred frames a second or something? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. And, and what about the uh, camaraderie afterwards? No, I don't know if there was any camaraderie. And it could have been. It could be real. It just for some reason to me, it looked like a Hollywood type hit. But yeah, everything else, I mean, he's he's taken, Will's taken a lot of heat over this. Uh, so maybe it wasn't. It just, uh, anyway, but that's not what you called about, right? Oh, I called about, why do we have pedophiles, gays, teaching our kids in the first place? Well, I, I don't care what who they prefer to be with or not. I just don't think these people uh, should be uh, forcing uh, their lifestyles, be it hetero, homo, asexual, or whatever it is. It, it is no business of a kindergartner. And for this teacher to get all upset and concerned uh, that he uh, won't be able to talk about his, won't be able to have a quote-unquote discussion with his kindergarten teacher, uh, students, concerning his love life is beyond me. I, I don't even remember in high school knowing or caring who was going to be on the, um, I, 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 who's, who my teacher is with, married or not married. Oh, boy. Let me take a quick break. You'll listen to Live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Live with Rank. I appreciate that. You'll see why I played that song. Well, we'll see if you can uh, put two and two together here. Let's go to John. Good morning, John. Thank you for holding on as long as you have. I appreciate that very much. Go ahead. Whoops. Number one, uh, Susan Collins, and you already announced it. And Susan Collins really appreciates people that don't have integrity and lie to her. So basically, uh, I can see why she's supporting the lady uh, for the Supreme Court justice position, uh, Kenji Brown. Now, the Free Press article you're talking about 
had nothing to do with regular schooling. It only had to do with homeschooling. Right. It was an attack on homeschooling. Right. So now the emphasis has been throughout this period of time since uh, Ms. Brown, uh, Ms. Brown Jackson has been up there uh, as the nominee, has been on mostly crazy things like uh, she can't spell uh, woman. Uh, which she is can't silly. define woman. Right. Well, she can't die, define it and probably can't spell it either. But hey, really, she's a Harvard grad. It's all, Hold on. A lot of people get into Harvard grad that don't have the IQ of my son who couldn't get into Harvard Law School. So don't tell me. I know. That you're I was Harvard joking. Grad. Yeah, I, I'm okay. telling you, these uh, Ivy League schools are uh, really taking a hit these days. Well, her lack of integrity came out in the hearing. But people haven't. No, no I don't want you to just go on. Now, so, what do you mean? Where did you? What did she say or do that you say the her, her integrity was impugned? Well, first of all, based on what I remember, and others should check their sources as well. Okay, she has been a member for ten years of the Georgetown Executive School Board, which promotes critical race theory, and she basically told people she really knew nothing about critical race. All right. Uh, that is now it is true. She's the board member. It is. Okay. I can tell you the reports are that uh, they were teaching it there. I, okay. I can't 100% vouch for, uh, they may have been not been calling it that, but you guys know the trick and what they do there. Uh, but definitely. Okay. I get it. I, yeah, yes. Yes. That's worth impu impugning her integrity. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. And then, and then she went up to the University of Michigan Law School. It's a secondary law school in this state. It's second to the University of Detroit Mercy. But besides that, okay. up at the University of law, uh, Michigan Law School, okay, uh, to the people in attendance, that's if anyone was there. I don't know who was there. Uh, she uh, told them about uh, some things about how, critical race theory and its applicability in one way or another. I wasn't there. I didn't see the transcript, but I believe she addressed it at that point in time. A third point is you have to be deaf, dumb, and stupid. Uh, and I know perhaps the latter applies because I don't think she's deaf and I don't think she's dumb. But uh, yeah, to not know what critical race theory is about, and she just ducked Well, the did issue. she say she doesn't know what it's about? Or I thought she said that it wasn't taught at the school she was a school board member on. Well, I, my remembrance, and of course, I can always be corrected, and anyone that wants to correct me, I invite it, okay? But basically, she put on the position that she really didn't know anything about it and couldn't speak about it. All right. uh, that's the impression that I got from listening to her. Well, okay? my bigger concern out of all of what she has exposed herself to is her fondness for, or her soft spot in her heart, for consumers of child pornography. I, I That baffles me to no end. And then to have Senator Manchin, who has been standing up for this country, uh, a, a man alone in that Democrat Party doing that. Now, um, Cinema's been doing some of that herself out of Arizona. But back to Manchin. And then for him to come out and say, well, I'm upset that the Republicans would bring up her soft spot for child pornographers. Ah, take that well, back for consumers of it. The worst thing is really she can't follow the law. 
okay? And when she ideologically doesn't like the law, she won't follow it, and she's demonstrated that. There was a case in the Washington, D.C. district, and it was a case about expedited deportation. The law, as directed by the legislature, said the executive had exclusive discretion in this area, okay? Solely the executive could make decisions on who would be subject to expedited deportation. Now, this was the Trump administration, and there was a case called New York versus Macalina, or Macalinan, okay, M-C-A-L-E-E-N-A-N, okay? And she had no authority whatsoever to review this case. She had to dismiss the case. She didn't. She reviewed it anyhow, no matter what the legislature said, and said the Trump administration was dead wrong. And then she got told by the very liberal uh, Court of Appeals in that district that she was the one that was dead wrong. Right. All the liberal judges on that very liberal court, as you said, said she had no idea what she was talking about and it was completely wrong. She was dead wrong. Right. Okay. Right. And it's so obvious and that it's even I, as a first-year law student, would have noted that, well, the legislature said we can't review it. So how do we review it? Right. So, unfortunately, she lacks integrity. And if she's lacked integrity in the past, uh, that stain is not removable by a good washing. It won't go away. All right, she John. is a per person that lacks integrity. All right. Thanks for calling in. Uh, and, and again, to that case he was talking about, there's times when there may be a slight disagreement or you could see how someone may review and, and look at law this way or the other way. That was black and white. It, it really was. And she just decided to not follow the law and why they get to still keep their jobs. I, I, I don't know. I really don't. Let's go to uh, Jim. Thanks Jim for holding on. Welcome. Hi. Um, I appreciate what you've done for that uh, lady that was running for the school board. Uh-huh. And, uh, and there's other candidates like the person running for governor Garrett Sedano. Uh, I haven't heard much on the radio with him if you know mm -hmm. sometime you could have him on they've never asked to come on so how do i have someone on who's never asked oh okay apparently they don't uh he and his campaign don't believe they need us oh uh, well okay then but uh you know it's just you know would have some interest in hearing from him too okay all right thanks a lot for calling in appreciate that Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. State agents raided a preschool and interviewed one-year-olds about their mask policy. Luckily, it's in Looney, California. But did you hear that? California announced its plan to drop the state's mask mandate for children, uh, child care centers, and schools just a few weeks after agents from the California Department of Social Services entered preschools to interview young children about their school's mass policies. That is crazy. Sending agents into these preschools. Think about it. 
Police say one officer is dead, two others hospitalized after suspect shoots through windshield of patrol car. Is this someone that uh, Harris, the seated vice president, is going to help get out, help pay for their bond like he did or she did with all those people who were looting and burning our cities? And where's everybody who's all upset about uh, the behavior of the police? I never hear them talk about the behavior of these people. Do you? 269-441-9595. Oh, I want to leave this till tomorrow because I've got to ask a legal question about that. I found this article very interesting. And it's something that I haven't seen publicized or written about in the past. And that's why I want to bring it to you guys. It was in Fox Business, not just Fox News, Fox Business. And they interviewed a leading supplier of natural natural gas in Wyoming. And he was talking about the misconceptions about the fossil fuel that they say, and we're talking about natural gas, powers everything from cell phones to electric cars. Quote, the single largest misconception about natural gas is that we can't do it clean, end quote. That comes from Jonah Energy. Vice President Paul Ehrlich. Oh, I'm sorry. Jonah Energy is the, is the company. Vice President Paul Erlock. Quote, we can. We've proven. He's talking about it being clean. Being able to produce natural gas cleanly. He says, we can. We've proven it here in Jonah Field. Other operators have proven it. Proven it and we absolutely are a large part of the solution to the climate goals. End quote. So I'm one of these guys who's, all right, if you want to go down the path of uh, renewables, fine. I, I want nothing more than a nice little nuclear reactor I can put in my home and not have to pay these outrageous utility bills that we do every month. I'd love to be able to run my heat at a, at a, a temperature that keeps me extremely warm, but then that would cost us uh, two months' pay. I'd love to be able to run my air condition in the summer in July and August without the brownouts or the whatever the consumers were forcing on us last year. Or you have to pay 100% higher. Love all of that. So give me my little nuclear reactor I could put in there. Or solar panels, whatever. But not at the expense of our economy, not at the expense of anything else there has to be full forward on fossil fuels as we're ramping up these renewables. I just don't understand why these people in the renewables don't get it that if we were to go to full renewables, we would be out of energy probably most of the day. This vice president said that 40% of electric generation in the United States is powered by natural gas. 40% is powered by natural gas. Think about that. The Environmental Information Administration calls natural gas a relatively clean burning fossil fuel. And that's why we've been transitioning more to natural gas. So... That's why I thought it was interesting. It is a clean burning fuel. 
or not as dirty as others think. And all I'm asking for is stop, take your boot off the neck of the fossil fuel industry. Keep producing your, or keep moving forward on renewables. Renewables that won't work 100% for anybody out there, number one. And, and number two, will its cost is so expensive that the government has to practically give it away if you don't make enough money to be able to buy them. I looked into it a few years ago. I think it was 20, 30 years before you return the return on the investment. Now, they may be cheaper today, or maybe not, not with what's happening out there today. And China controls all of the, basically almost in the entire market when it comes to solar panels. So keep that in mind. 269-441-9595. You listen live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Live with Rank. Thank you for that. Here is former Democrat Governor Blanchard. He was being interviewed on a radio show, I believe, or podcast or something recently. And it was brought to my attention when the discussion came up about Line 5 and oil and gas flowing through Michigan via the pipeline. Now, remember, this is a former Democrat governor. Here's his discussion. Well, I think there's a solution. Um, it's just the problem is the, the battle lines, particularly in Michigan, have been so hardened that we're going into an election. <clears throat> the solution ultimately, of course, is the tunnel. It's going to get built. The governor's administration is, is, is conducting the permitting for the tunnel. Right. The only issue was, can you shut it down pending construction? And that's just not realistic. It's never been realistic. I mean, it <clears throat> provides Michigan with, with the lar largest, I mean, uh, Michigan is the largest consumer of propane, and, and Enbridge supplies it, and it provides home heating for northern Michigan as well as the Upper Peninsula. So, yeah, right, there, right now there's negotiation going on between our State Department and Canada's Foreign Affairs Office. And that's pursuant to a treaty. There's a treaty between the U.S. and Canada that governs this situation, and it guarantees mm. the free flow of energy across border. And I'm not sure the lawyers from Michigan knew that when they moved in on this, to be honest with you. So they're negotiating that, something. I think they'll end up with some sort of settlement. My guess is it won't happen until after <clears throat> The November election, because it's been so highly politicized. Understood. And it needs yeah, and to be resolved. There's no reason to have an argument with Canada over energy, particularly when they are the major source of energy for the U.S. other than ourselves. I always say, if you can't get along with Canada, who are you going to get along with? Think about it. Exactly. If you can't get along with Canada, who are you going to get along with? Well, this governor cannot get along with Canada. We were so worried about Trump. Remember the, the fake news that they put out about him getting us involved in wars and uh, the, the uh, other countries uh, dealing with other countries inappropriately? But that's exactly what we have going on with this, with this administration. Even Whitmer can't get along with Canada. Canada. 
And Biden's making such a fool of things out there when it comes to this country and possibly getting us in a war. But everybody was worried about Trump, right? Who got us out of wars. And uh, certainly, if not directly, indirectly, Biden and the Democrats showing their weakness and what happened in Afghanistan, getting us into a war. Earlier, uh, John spoke about Harvard Law and, and Harvard and didn't have the utmost respect for him. Here's another reason why these schools you shouldn't have for these Ivy League schools. Remember I told you about those Yale students. I think there was 100 and something Yale Law School students who tried to suppress free speech. And then the other day I told you about good news, University of Berkeley, California, and the University of California, Irvine. The, the people who had the, their law schools came out and said, this is ridiculous. You can't have these, uh, these students not believing in free speech. Well, Yale Law School was going to look into it, and they did. The dean of Yale Law School on Monday chastised the students who disrupted a bipartisan panel on civil liberties, but suggested there would be no formal discipline for their, quote-unquote, unacceptable behavior. She said, quote, this is an institution of higher learning, not a town square. I expect far more from our students, and I want to state unequivocally that this cannot happen again, end quote. Well, if there's no consequences to it, oh, oh, what's going to happen if they do it again? Oh, are you going to send another uh, meanie-weeny tweet out saying that, quote, this is an institution of higher learning, not a town square. I expect far more from our students, and I want to state unequivocally that this cannot happen again, unquote. Is that what you'll do? You'll send another one out? Whoa, you guys are tough. Wow. And this is important. These people are are training to be lawyers and coming out of Yale just because they have a Yale uh, name on their degree, they could be in positions of power and they don't believe in the uh, freedom of speech. That's how crazy it is. Former FBI special agent and CNN analyst, implied Sunday on Twitter that audience members did not walk out after actor Will Smith slapped comedian Chris Rock. Why? Why? What do you think was, who do you think she blamed for audience members not walking out? Because many couldn't believe John Carey, or Jim Carrey, the comedian actor, couldn't believe what his Hollywood uh, colleagues did when they saw that raw act of violence and they didn't walk out on him. Who do you guys think the CNN former FBI special agent is blaming for that behavior? Three, two, one. Donald Trump. Have a great day. I'll speak to you tomorrow at 9 a.m. You listen. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.